Welcome to episode 2 of Retro here on the Grapple Patreon. I'm Matty. And I'm Gareth. And Gareth, we're back, mate. Some people said we we wouldn't get back, but we're here, mate. We're in, we're in, we're in live and living colour here on the video uh, as well. And we're going back today, Gareth, uh, Gareth to kicking it with the click, as you uh, referred to it as. And I love that title. So do you want to elaborate <laughs> a bit more on, uh, on, on your uh, thoughts behind that? Yeah, we're back with with episode two, so that means it's a thing now, Matty. It's not just a yeah. little uh, one-off that falls by the wayside and never just happens again. Just one idea, we're, yeah. We're on yep. schedule. We're, we're we're keeping it going every end of every month. So yeah, we're doing doing well on that fr- uh, front. And I think for for this one, it was just very much trying to just, I suppose, keep like the thinking because episode one of Retro, we've done the first world title win, we've done the second world title win. I know you are a big one for um, keeping things in cr- uh, chronological order and things yeah. like that, bit of, bit of structure. So for the main match today, we've uh, opted to go for the the third world title win just to just just to keep things working linear on a, on on that front. And um, I was going to say obviously, but you know there might be some people out there who don't know. Uh, but that's that's obviously uh, the Diesel match at uh, Survivor Series. 95 so um that's the uh that's the the first match that we'll be talking about today and kicking it with the click i mean obviously you know when you think diesel you think Shawn michaels when you think brett art you think Shawn michaels but um you know i think one of the things we said we want to do with this show is try and have something that's a bit more well known and then something that's a bit more of a hidden gem or maybe a match that just people haven't seen either so instead of going for your obvious Shawn michaels matches where I mean, we quite happily could have gone back to Montreal, couldn't we? We've uh, we spent, oh, a, I mean, spent 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 a lot of time there last year. We could go back to WrestleMania, but obviously we've got that covered off on on Sean. So we're um, we're we're digging in the uh, digging in the weeds, and we've got a a match from a, a TV taping where we've got a Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels cage match, which uh, again, don't think it's a match that many people have seen. Well, this is like you say that like about the variation of matches, but. There's not that many, Gareth. Like, like you know, if we're gonna, you know, dive right into the story of of the uh, of the first match here with against Shawn Michaels, I've got down here. There's not that many to choose from because obviously this is on the uh, Shawn v Brett rivalries Blu-ray, which we've we've covered as part of Montreal Month on uh, in our archives. And I put the matches down like that, that. That's on there. There's a a match from a uh, wrestling challenge from 1990 between the two. There's that test run ladder match that they done, which I I always liked that match. That's one I, I watched a lot when I was a kid, a, a, yeah. an awful lot. And then there's this one, like that's basically the chronological order that you know maybe like recorded matches wise. So as you say, you know, Survivor Series '92, obviously, and then Iron Man and Montreal. There's not that many others, I don't think. No, and that's it. I, you know, I think again we've we've talked about this in the past, haven't we, on shows that like. Yeah. Brett and Sean, you'd ex- you know, obviously it's that feud, but it's the, it's for the backstage really sort of thing. You know, it's you, you, you'd expect that there's going to be this sort of great body of work that there should be like between the uh, the two of them working, you know, big shows and things things like that over the over the years. But yeah, it's just a, uh, it's just not there really. And you know, I think um, when we did the the Sean show, I think it was one of Benno's points that he was talking about was that you just you just expect that there should be this Brett Sean classic and, and and there isn't. And spoiler alert, this isn't a classic either kind of thing. It's a very, very good, good match. But it's again, it shows it shows some like good, good elements between the two. But I think it's more one of those where you sort of I'm pulling this one out really because it's a cage match, probably number one. I think number two, because it's something that's like from a from a taping almost, from a from a house show really. There have them been something that's that's been more featured. And I think you referenced the ladder match there. I think the ladder match is one that's maybe a bit more well known. Probably is a better match than this the, this match overall. But again, just in the um, in the interests of just trying to just dig a bit deeper and just like pull out something that is a bit different. Uh, gone gone for this one on 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 this occasion. But you know, I think there are 
there's the signs here, isn't there, of the the chemistry that the, the there is between the uh, between the two of them. Yeah, and also we'll give it the uh, the full title when we get up to the match. But this is from late 1993. So, as I say, in the a year earlier, you know, Survivor Series '92, like we've like I've just mentioned, you did have the main event of Bret Hart as the WWF champion versus Shawn Michaels as the Intercontinental champion. And this is coming off like what we said on episode one of Bret, so where Bret beats Ric Flair. So they're going with the pushing the new WWF generation. Now that epitomizes it with this match at main event in a big four pay per view, doesn't it? The year yeah. earlier for hundred percent. Yeah, that, that that that's it. And I, I remember it. I can also remember at the time it it felt a bit odd. It felt a bit weird. Kind of like what Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels for the world <laughs> title on a major pay per view, like in in nineteen ninety two. It it felt sort of. Uh, because we probably like didn't see none of them wins, Gareth. Because we didn't see the Bret Hart win, and Sean beat uh, Davy Boy for the IC on Saturday night's main event. So it probably was on Sky, but it wasn't like repeated to death or not. And so we probably looked, what looked at that pay per view, and went, "What? These two are the, <laughs> the main singles champions." You know, yeah. wild times. Oh, definitely. And then you know, if you think you know, you're not that you know, again, late nineteen ninety two, you're still not that far out from your your big sort of. Hulk Hogan, WrestleMania main events yeah. and things like that. So for it to suddenly be Brett Sean for a world title on a on a on a big four, like really uh really, really odd at odd, odd at that time. Yeah, well, and then you know, as as we said there, we covered 93 basically for, for Brett Hart in our last episode as well. But then we get to Survivor Series 93, and they do cross paths because it's originally meant to be Brett Hart and as his brothers of Keith, Bruce and Owen against Jerry Lawler and the Knights, the mysterious Knights that were there. But Lawler got into a bit of trouble, didn't he? And got suspended from the WWF. So who's there to replace him? And it's Shawn Michaels, basically on a week's build on telly. He cuts a promo, running down the Hart family and Stu, basically just doing Jerry Lawler's shtick that he'd done for the uh, 1993. And, they, and, and there we had their interaction, you know, once again, a month before this. And that's it. So, like, Sean's very much like plugged into that pay per view there. He'd, like, had he been away? Uh, had he, he'd been away, hadn't he? He got suspended up, up, up to that yeah. point because he'd, he'd, he'd had his suspension, hadn't he? So it's almost like he was there and just ready to just come back in and just plug straight into into that feud as the Lawler replacement, wasn't it? So, um, but that's where you uh, what you believe on the shoots again and on the uh, you know Scott Hall shoot and even on Shawn Michaels as a early RF shoot. It's like. He was saying like the failed the piss test and for like for steroids. <laughs> Shawn Michaels was like, What? <laughs> What's going on here? And he basically just walked out because he was fuming that much that he got accused of being on steroids. And then that's where we ended up with, yeah, he took the Intercontinental title away. He didn't lose it. We build up to the ladder match with Razor Ramon at WrestleMania. But as you say, he literally come back just for this match. And that's and that's it. So like you can only guess that this match that we're gonna like look at now. That probably isn't happening, is it? Like without that, that whole scenario with Lawler and things like that, he's almost been yeah, he's been plugged in with him at Survivor Series, but he's probably been plugged in with house, show house, house shows yeah. because when I was looking on the, you know, the looking on cage match and just looking at the the run before this, like Brett, he'd been having some cage matches on house shows with Yokozuna. He was then having some cage matches on house shows with with Lawler as well, sort of thing. Yeah. So then he's just been plugged plugged right into this as a as a replacement, really. So again, without that. Then he's another match that Brett, Brett and Sean that doesn't make it to tape, and it's even one less on the list, kind of thing yeah. be, uh, be, between the two. So, um, so yeah, it's uh, it's almost a you know a by accident match to just to, to some degree that, that's happening, but it's still got a uh, interesting part in history when you think of this as been something that's basically like a week out of the back of Survivor Series um, at uh, '93, and then. Survivor Series 97 was obviously Montreal. So it's like you look at this and you go, wow, four years later. Four years. Only four years later kind of thing. <laughs> these lads go from where they are in ring on this, as, as we're going to talk about now, just four years later, where they, where they end up being and what you know the implications for not just like WWE, but the business as a whole and both of their careers and everything like that. And I think that's the, while you know we say there isn't the, the matches there between them two, they're just intertwined. They're just intertwined yeah. throughout this period, almost. That it's like, with you know, when you sit, when you say Brett, you think Sean. When you say Sean, you think Brett. Especially when you you're thinking about this period. 
automatically, mate. Automatically. But you're saying that about, about Cage Match. So I've been on one of my favorite sites, Gareth, the history of the WWE.com. It's what a site. It's every basically every result of all time. Is that just um, your brain? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish, mate. I don't go as far back as the 70s like this site does. But uh, mine's from the Hogan era, maybe 84. But um yeah, well, because only four. So this match, you know, obviously we'll give it its full building in a minute. Is December the first, ninety three, four nights earlier. This just shows you, Gareth, the twenty seventh of November, nineteen ninety three. The WWF ran two house shows on the same night. You had Madison Square Garden, twelve thousand people for the main event of the Undertaker versus Yokozuna in a casket match in a non-title casket match at that. And on the same night, Gareth, Bret the Hitman Hart is working in Campbellton, New Brunswick, in their civic centre, and he's defeating Adam Bomb with a sharpshooter <laughs> in the main event. It's like, can you, you know, so you're obviously going with Taker, Yoko there, and the building for the Rumble for that. But it just shows you better get in there with anyone, wouldn't he? Absolutely oh. anyone. Hundred percent, and you know I've got a spreadsheet with uh, a <laughs> yeah. with with the names like Adam Bomb and the likes. But I definitely want to get to to be uh, covering in in these. So we'll be uh, we'll be digging in digging into some of them. But it's it's bizarre, isn't it? But at art on the on the B show basically when there's a garden show. It's <laughs> outrageous. But yeah, kind of that's pretty much the backstory to, to that one. So let's dive right into this and give it its full title. It's Brett the Hitman Hart up against Shawn Michaels in a steel cage match. From December the first, nineteen ninety-three, in I've got that is correct pronunciation here, Gareth Utica, New York. Is that the right uh, pronunciation? Utica, Utica. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like it was one of the other first time I've ever heard of it. Yeah, same here. <laughs> uh, Four thousand five hundred in attendance, and on this version that I watched, Gareth on the Blu-ray itself. Once again, this is off the Shawn Michaels v Bret Hart rivalries Blu-ray, or it it was also on the Bret the Hitman Hart VHS release as well. So on the version I watched, it's Gorilla Monsoon and Johnny Polo, otherwise known as uh, Raven, Scotty the Body, whatever you want to call him, on commentary. So that, was that the version you watched? Yeah, yeah, that's the yeah. that's that's the version I, I watched. And um, what what did you make of that? What did you make of that pairing, Gorilla and uh, <laughs> Gorilla and Raven? He was trying to wind Gorilla up all match, wasn't he? He was just waffling on and going off topic, off match, and everything. But and I think he, it was working on uh, Gorilla with it. <laughs> I was thinking, yeah, these these two are like gorillas having a word there. Like, he's yeah, he's not having this. He's, he's not fucking doing too many too many too many more with him. Like, I thought he was uh, he was defo getting defo getting wound up there. Like, but uh, just bizarre. It's just one of those things that just like moments in time when you as soon like as soon as it starts, and I'm just like gorilla and you know Johnny Polo, gorilla and Raven kind of thing, and you're just like what like world like i don't know worlds collide almost like you just like eras collide in your head and things like that you just it's think mad. how mental it is like because gareth like this night once you get like this is basically nearly into 1994 that new generation i know pettengill's still doing the pay-per-views but like as you say you had johnny polo doing commentary stan lane's doing like your challenges and your superstars ray rougeau is the interviewer it's just yeah. randomly people tearing up but like lasting a couple of stints and then like just Bizarre times, but I love anything like that, though, as you know. Like, I love stuff like that, just going back. But, yeah, and as you say, we've got the comedy team there. So, as only you can, mate, do you want to take it away with the uh, get into the action? I will do. Well, um, yeah, as the, uh, well, the version I watched anyway, that um, that Sean's already in the ring as uh, things start. Behind them blue bars, which are always yes. uh, good to see. The always the, the ones that hate the most. They'll be taking bumps, and Mick Foley said that, so it must hurt. <laughs> but you know, that's when when you think WWF cage match, you just immediately thinking of those blue bars. Hogan Bossman as well. Hogan He's Bossman, yeah, yeah. Ab ab absolutely. I think thinking about that superplex uh, every time, <laughs> like. But it's a uh, you know that's that's just that other piece of nostalgia there where you're just taken right back as soon as you see them, but send blue bars and taken. To that that era, but um, Sean, being the uh, dastardly heel that he is, immediately attacks Brett in ring as Brett's uh, getting into the ring and gives him a good beat down. You know, getting in some good punches and throwing Brett straight into them, but then blue bars. Sean lashing him into the buckle and then um, 
goes to walk out of the cage very early, which, you know, again, was just like quite an interesting thing of just that immediate like escape attempt sort of thing, which is something you don't often often see. But it, again, just from a heel perspective as well, like I want to win and I want to do it the shit house way. I just want to like <laughs> get him down and just walk out of the door as quickly as I possibly can, like, which is, you know, just 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 brilliant. Like the crowd immediately just be like, no, fuck off, no way, like kind of thing, because I think they're getting this match and it's been jump started. And then if Sean's Sean's going to get out early, so they're immediately behind Brett, like wanting to um, wanting to, to stop him there. But luckily, Brett grabs the uh, grabs the foot and uh, prevents it from happening, as we'd uh, as we'd all ex- all expect. Um, Sean then goes for a uh, drop kick, but Brett sort of swats him off and and, and slingshots him into the cage, which yeah. is a uh, a move that. Um, I don't think you see enough of these days. I used to love a I love a slingshot back in back in the day. Michael used to go to the post, didn't he? Is it Mister Perfect as well? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, he, yeah, love that. You're right. You don't see enough of it. But one of them moves that just sort of feels like it's a bit sort of like resigned to to history. Something like uh, simple about that flinging a guy across the wing. You'd have to probably do about five flips these days, wouldn't you? Uh, before <laughs> you before you do, do something like that. But that was a good old high spot from uh, uh from uh, from back in the day. But. That means that Brett's now on top, you know, and he's, uh, you know, he's hitting some good strikes, choking the corner, backbreaker, and then, you know, Brett's, uh, Brett's then going for his first uh, exit as the baby face, of course. Brett's nobly going to climb that cage as as you'd expect from a uh, baby face in this kind of scenario. But uh, Sean manages to uh, grab a jump up and uh, grab him, uh, grab him back, whack his head into the cage. Um, then. Because we've had Brett down uh, from having his head whacked into the cage, you've got Sean crawling for the door again, dastardly heel that he is, uh, just trying to to get out there. But Brett pulls him back. But ever the opportunist, Brett's then jumping over the top of Sean and going for the door. Sean pulls him back. Brett, uh, uh, Sean then goes to go over the top it's of him. Cat and mouse, isn't it? Then, then Brett doing. reverse. It's that cat and mouse, and it's that first sort of nod, I think, to the. Uh, to the Brett and Owen SummerSlam match that would uh, that would come the 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 year later there just to, just to, it's a bit it's a, worked a bit more and a bit um, a bit more over exaggerated in the SummerSlam match with with Owen but it's that 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 first sort of thing that you see within this match that you think all right that's in Brett's head there as a little something a little seed of something that works with the with the crowd and it gets over that kind of like urgency of trying to win like you said before Matty, with the, the sean walk to the door in the first instance okay you know the opportunity is there that they're, they're, they're going to go for it um but you know neither of them managed to escape sean rams brett's face into the cage um and climbs the corner of the cage but brett uh get, gets up and pulls him back down by by the hair and then you have um um sean sort of pulling brett back crotches brett on the top rope so you know um brett's uh brett, brett's down again sean again crawling for the door but brett manages to grab him and crotch sean as well as he's uh trying to get out of the door so you've got that tit for tat again you've had these couple of instances now of one of them's trying something and then it's repeated on them you know the other way around you yeah. know back and forward but you've got the uh you've got the baby face uh getting the um getting the the advantage here then what you get, as we're all uh, familiar with, as uh, Sean uh, watches from from back in the day, he, he lands the old uh, sweet chin music when it was just a super kick or a savak kick. Um, savak kick uh, is the one. Yeah. <laughs> You've been Gorilla Monsoon on the old uh, short VHS used to call it that. Yeah, so uh, it's not the uh, it's not the finish uh, back in those days. He hadn't he hadn't quite perfected the uh, the, the super kick. A crescent kick, he used to call it as well. <laughs> I was always a savak kick man in my head. I always thought that made it sound a bit more like martial arts or something yeah. like that. Like just add a little bit more credibility with it or something, something like that. But um, yep, Sean's uh, Sean's hit that and, uh, and climbs the cage. But um, again, you know, Brett manages to catch him and and and, and fight, uh, kicks Sean off the off the top rope. Uh, Brett then uh, climbs the cage and Sean jumps up and catches Brett by the hair, pulling him back again. So again, you've kind of almost got that mirror image thing of, you know, throughout the match, a couple of back yep. and forwards there where Brett got Sean by the air. Now Sean's got uh, got Brett by the air. And obviously we all know Brett uh, would be... Um, Grabbing Sean by the air a few years later backstage, which would cause a uh, cause a few more problems further down the line, less so than in Utica, New York, on this given uh, on this given night. Um, in back in the back in the ring, Sean applies the sleeper, but um, Brett escapes and runs Sean headfirst into the cage. Brett climbs the cage, and Sean climbs up with him. 
They both exchange punches on the top of the cage and both start to climb down. Brett fires Sean headfirst into the cage and Sean gets his leg caught and he uh, falls backwards, but he's trapped, you know, hung backwards. Brett jumps down and in about 12 minutes, Brett, uh, Brett takes, the, uh, takes the win there um, uh, overall. So short match for a cage match. Yeah. Short match than you maybe expect for like a, a Brett Sean match, just uh, just twelve minutes. But um, again, I think it's a match there that with the with the jump start, they're they're right at it sort of immediately. You, you know, there's no sort of feeling out process. You know, the no. fact that this is a cage match that's not exactly a cage match that's coming at the end of you know obviously Survivor Series the week before was is basically the juice for the for this match. Um, you know, from that point of view, from a, from a heated heated feud standpoint, but. Um, yeah, they go go in there, and like I say, I'm not going to turn around and say this is a classic by any like any means. But I think for a as an example of okay, you've got 10, 12 minutes, you go out there, you know, main event a house show, or you know, be the final match on a TV taping or something like that. Get the crowd going, you know, get the crowd get the crowd up and and, and into it. You know, it's something that they they work faster, they pack uh, quite a lot, uh, yeah. lot in there. There's that little sort of back and forward story that they uh, work in between with them both sort of like repeating stuff on 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 each other. Um, but uh, overall, just a, a cracking a cracking little match there, just for uh, you know, bit of a bit of nostalgia back in the day. It'd been a been a cage match from the time. It'd been been Brett and Sean and. Um, I'd uh, had a lot of fun revisiting this and watched it a few times uh, this week just to just to uh, get thoughts uh, through that. Um, what do you think, Matty? Yeah, no, as you said, there, Gareth, you could give these ninety seconds. You could give them thirty minutes. They're gonna make it work, aren't they? The two are like a, a, of the best. You know, we give we give Sean grief, but he is like obviously one of the greatest workers as well. And as you say, it's it's that house show. It's the end of a long taping. As you say, putting two masters in there who can just get something out the crowd after a long, you know, these must have lasted, what, four or five hours, some of them, Gareth, maybe, back in the day. Different type dark matches, then you're into your TV tapings for several shows, intermission, so it all adds up, doesn't it? And as you say, these two will get the fans into it. 11 minutes, 36 seconds, the official time on this. You, you were nearly bang on with them, them 12 minutes. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's, as you say, give these two anything, and they're going to make the most of, out of what they get, aren't they? You know what I mean? Yeah, and I, I think um, without going over the top with like the cage climb spots or anything like that, there was no there was no ridiculous climbing in ultra slow motion or anything like that. No, none it of was, that. You, you know, packed into the time that they had, there was there was you know probably a suitable number of attempts at cage escapes for that there needed to be within there that meant that the crowd got up for each one of them really. You know, and I think yeah. in in a lot of occasions the the cage climb came after. There was something big that landed like a super kick or someone got fired into the cage or something like that as well. So, you know, it, it looked it was you know, it was credible kind of thing that maybe they, they, they could have escaped on on any of the them occasions. And um, just drawing back obviously to that comment about the the Owen Hart um, SummerSlam match. Obviously, the finish of this is the finish of the Owen Hart match at, yep. that Brett has at, at SummerSlam the, the following year, where um, as Sean gets his leg caught in the cage here and, and, and falls back. Owen uh, obviously uh, does the same in you know in front of a lot more people on a pay per view um, that a lot more people have seen as well as a, a, another classic match there. And I, and again, I think it just sort of I think it shows that. Um, that side of Brett as well, where he's like he's thinking about finishes and he's keeping things in his back Notes pocket. In his, and, yeah, note it down and, in his brain, definitely. And, and these are things where, it, you know, I talked about him having different finishes there with Yokozuna and Lawler and things like things like that. He's having different house match cage uh, cage matches on house shows that year, and they little things that did that work? No, did that work? Yes, kind of thing. Oh, back pocket. I love that one. I'll keep that for later. And that's when, then when people do see. The pay per view Bret Hart and he's piecing together some of these things. That's where you do get a lot of these unique finishes that people remember, like your Roddy Piper finish that he uses with Stone Cold and things like that. Yeah. You know, the the leg in the cage finish here and things like that as well. So again, it's it's trying to be creative and trying to you know think of little spots that are just going to resonate with the crowd, be memorable, be a bit different and stand out for other yeah. people would maybe be using in a in a match like this as well. So um, again. I think this is one of these matches that where I'd say don't be walking into it expecting a, 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 a classic by any means, but certainly for sort of like 
historical purposes and it's been a match to to watch if you haven't watched and it's just been yeah. a little notch in not just the Brett Sean legacy but just the Bret Hart legacy really and just you know the the things that go into other matches that he has in the future it's a well worth a watch and worth 11 minutes and what 32 seconds of uh, anyone's time <laughs> but you know brilliant well said Gareth and like we move on to our our second part of the show today and do we officially call Shawn Michaels the leader of the clique Gareth is he was he was it Nash who do you think it was it was the, it was the fans wasn't it <laughs> Well, <laughs> we're always seeing that Shaw was the ringleader, wasn't he? He was the always like, because he was the biggest star, even though obviously Nash got the title before him and stuff like that. But yeah. Yeah, I always thought that. Obviously, you think of Shawn Michaels first. But, you know, going into the uh, backstory of the, the Diesel match we're going to talk about from Survivor Series 95, I've got to start with just the Nash and Bret Hart history, really, Gareth, because to myself, even like, I've always loved these two working together. And I know they had another pay-per-view match after this in a February 96, the cage match, where The Undertaker mm-hmm. comes up from underneath the ring. The trilogy these have, I honestly, like, I love that. The first one is a King of the Ring 94. Then you go into Royal Rumble 95, and then the one we're going to talk about today, Survivor Series. But I always love that King of the Ring one, that first one, considering... You know, with what we know, like how green Nash was, how new he was to WWF. It was his, like, you know, put him in there with Brett. Let's see if he can hang. Let's see if, if we can push him as the champion, which obviously Vince had him down as, didn't he? Coming up a few months later. So always holds a lot of place for me, that match, Gareth, that first one. And I think that was where, like, I think in that first one, although I haven't, I haven't watched it in, in a while, I think the thing that stands out to me is, it, uh, it oh, sticks in my memory for that one is him just getting a bit of like selling out of him and things like that with 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 um, making uh, Nash be seen to just be working a bit more kind of yeah. you, you know in, in 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 that one and that's where it there's there's almost like that tick in the box kind of thing of like like oh yeah actually like in the right environment kind of thing with the right guy is not just some you know big lumbering giant kind of thing like he can he can do what he needs to to be sort of put on that you know put on that stage at the at the, at the higher point there and i think he credits brett with it with that side of things doesn't he of like work, working with him to you know for all the beef that there's been brett and the click and things like that like nash would always give him you know give him props for working with him through this period and you know you know guiding him along and making him do some of his best stuff and it was clear that i think in that trilogy of matches up to that point like he wanted to get he wanted to prove himself as well couldn't you you could see that he, he wanted to sort of he, he was not just phoning in at this point he wanted to prove that he that, that he that he was credible as well and he could he, he could work and he'd put his working shoes on a bit more for Brett than he maybe would for some of the lads yeah 100 percent. but that's another one yeah like like the sean and brett as i've said that that first king of the ring one is wwf champion versus intercontinental champion diesel because obviously diesel had where he won all the three major belts at the time within like a 12 month span, didn't he? Even even shorter than that, probably. But uh, and the second match of the trilogy was Royal Rumble 95. The match I'm least familiar with or from memory of, of the, the trilogy, but it is, you know, it leads into why this match is a no old barb match because that's all I remember from really was everyone just running in. You had like Diesel going to be pin Brett with the jackknife, Shawn Michaels runs in, the match restarts, then you had Brett. I got Diesel ready for the sharpshooter. Owen Hart ran in. And then at the end, you get Sean and Owen running again, but with Bob Backlund, which ties into Brett. Jarrett and Rody, though. I don't know Because <laughs> Jeff, Jeff just won the IC off Razor in the first match of the night. <laughs> Why is he sticking his nose in? Maybe I'm forgetting something here, like, you know, but yeah, but and that's just, I don't really remember that. But Nash always says, doesn't he? And it's, I love Nash's shooting views. I could listen to him all day. And he always says, can you imagine? <laughs> I know he gets sticked on for being like the, the least drawing world champion of all time. He says, can you imagine this? Getting anointed the champion, not on telly, <laughs> in Madison Square Garden, <laughs> don't get me wrong, still in eight seconds over a legendary name in Bob Backlund, let's not, you know, yeah. but not on telly, so no one's seen it. Then your first pay-per-view match is like a month and a half later, and it's a draw. <laughs> it's like you're not even setting it off to the races, are you? So you can kind of see where Nash is coming from. You know, it's like, yeah, you're me guy, but we're not giving you the win over Bret Hart. So, yeah. 
it's 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 a funny one as well, isn't it? Because it always makes you sort of like revisit the that Sean um, podcast that we did with that that period there, and there was some sh- finishes in them Sean matches that were a bit sort of as well. Like yeah. you're like, come on, you could have actually given a stronger finisher here to put put him over stronger, and you know the a few of them. There's almost that kind of like either a bit lack of confidence or lack of some you know bit of com- you know conflict with who he's working with and things like that not being able to put put things uh, put things across right because you know Brett had some say in this that he wouldn't have been oh. uh, you know Brett wouldn't yeah. have been wanting to do the uh, what the uh, the job there like uh, would he but I, th- I think I watched that match in preparation for the third match that we're going to talk about now yeah um because Again, from memory, from recall, I just think there was there's certain elements of like callbacks be- between the two, and then the way that this he match is. is structured that we're going to talk about now to what we saw then. So you know, like you say there with the um, you know, obviously the um, you know some of the interference and uh, and things like that happens there. Obviously, that feeds into the no DQ, no count out aspect of the yeah. uh, Survivor Series match. We're not but, stopping a match for nothing. Yeah, but but I just think that there's things there as well with. You know, as in the King of the Ring, you know, Brett has done what you'd expect Brett to do and sort of take down the giant by taking his legs and being successful yeah. at doing it and things like that as well. As, as well, so that's something that you almost need to kind of like have in your head when you're going to watch this match that they've had two times before and Brett's gone into it and he's tried to take the knee and try to and he's had success taking the knee and the leg early and things like that as as well. So. That kind of feeds into the story that they tell in, in, in this in, in this match as well. But there's a couple of couple of other you know callbacks from it as well, where there's you know there's ex, you know there's exposed when Owen attacks Brett in that Royal Rumble match. There's the exposing of the buckles and things like that that obviously we we see in this match. There's a, another spot with the uh, Diesel's foot getting uh, taped around the ring post that we'll you know we, again we'll we'll reference as we as we talk about this one in in, in more detail. So. Again, I think it's one of those where if you're listening to this and you're thinking, I'll go watch the Survivor Series match, it's probably worth just spending, you know, if you've only got 20 minutes, what's the Royal Rumble match? But if you've got 40 make a night minutes, of it. watch the two, yeah, make it yeah. make it the trilogy. Watch the, the, trilogy. King, watch, watch watch the, the King of the yeah. Ring and then uh, yeah. the Royal Rumble and then Survivor Series. But that, like I was saying there, like you, you could have easily, I know it ties in with, with putting the rubble, you could have easily had Diesel, you know, beating Brett Arthur because of the interference, which would have led on to... Brett obviously facing Bob at WrestleMania in the I Quit match and stuff, and then Brett getting his win back type thing at this. But obviously they went they went that route. But just just for another couple of a uh, little uh, nineteen ninety five nuggets here, Gareth. It's like obviously Diesel's the champion for the whole year. You know we're blasting off again as Vince would say with the with the WWF new generation running on Diesel power, getting his full proper like everything behind Kevin Nash at this point, but. You know, but to be fair to him, we've got I've got a few lists of the of, of the people down that both guys work with here in nineteen ninety-five. And once again, to be fair to Nash, he's working with Sid, he's working with Mabel at SummerSlam. Like so you've got like so let's go into I know we work Sean at WrestleMania in a match where even Nash laughs. Well, through to TV laughs about Sean trying to blow him up <laughs> to prove that like, he wanted to be the champion, you know, more deserves to be the champion more than Big Kev. So you get the mania okay against Sean, but then you get into Sid, the King of the Rings. There, it's a tag team match with Nash and Bigelow against the Tanker and Sid, and then you get your big SummerSlam main event is Kevin Nash v Mabel. So to be fair to him, Gareth, he's not really working with 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 the greatest of workers, is he? You know what I mean? No, no, definitely, definitely not. And I know even like, you know, Brett says that he he almost feels like that short match kind of like cut the diesel, cut diesel's legs yeah. out from him almost before he'd started, started up to up to that point to. as well. Yeah, which is um, very sure Michaels to do that to even your best mate kind of. Uh, kind You'll of throw like, a dig yeah. on this show, Gareth. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. But, but yeah, I mean, you know, when you think about the the world that we're in, then where. You didn't have those like big frequent or as high profile probably um in your house is just started in the, and stuff. After yeah, yeah, yeah. You've just got those starting to come in and then the working, you know, it was not necessarily a big world title match on all of those shows and things like that as as well. So it probably hasn't been given the best platform to get himself over as a drawing world champion either, because at the end of the day. In 1995, when we're in a world where you know ECW is what everyone's talking about, and things, yeah. you know, things, you know, we're we're, we're in that counterculture culture world. 
how many people are excited about fucking Diesel versus Mabel at SummerSlam? You know, it's 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 one of those that it's just not, it's just not a a, a thing that you know people want to see. Back in that day, no. you know, it just seemed and also, like a very, a very odd fit. On the other on on the other channel on TNT before night, you've got Hogan asking about with the Dungeon of Doom. So like EC no wonder everyone loves ECW kind of thing when you put it like that. So you know, but we, I've got a list down because Brett's like, you know, obviously we love him and stuff. And this is like it's I'm not gonna mention it. It's similar with, with Randy Orton for me as well, though. Gareth, I had to get his name in. I love it when Orton and Brett are not necessarily in the main events, and they do work the mid card because of like Ian written down. You've got Brett in '95 going up against Hakushi. I love, I love them matches. You know, yeah, the Raw one and in your house one was it? We'll all right, Law Lawler. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna Lawler. All right, they're not like the most amazing match, but from a work standpoint, of ultra face for your ultra heel, and they can lean into like you know the uh, what's the word the like the the buttons type matches you see of like yeah, it's yeah. so cheesy but it works so much they're great to watch you've got them going up against the uh, Isaac Yankum at SummerSlam which is obviously turned out to be Kane it's like that's one again another project Brett trying to get this new giant over as well and then you've got him in there with John Pierre Lafitte for a couple of in your houses which that in your house free match Gareth you know I'm sure hopefully that's on the spreadsheet mate because I want to talk about that one yeah. so you've got these I love that though I love where like all right, he's a big star. He can go up against the big guys at any time. But if he just drops down, it's just that uniqueness of seeing him in there with that look like Hakushi, Lawler, Yank and Pierre. What an eclectic mix of work is there. Doink as well, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> then SummerSlam, yeah, yeah, with, with yeah. Lawler as well. So yeah. I just love that side of these, for me, super workers that, that can just go in there with anyone. And that's like one of the things that, again, it's like one of the reasons for wanting to do this show is to just sort of like demonstrate that diversity as well. Because yeah. like when... We get to that Lawler match, and we probably will at some point do that Lawler match um, as as one of the like featured matches. Again, a big reason for that is just to showcase that entirely different side. Because as much as I want to sort of talk about you know the way Brett approaches putting a match together with a giant or someone like you know Yokozuna, or when he's up there you know facing someone of you know like a Shawn Michaels style or something like that. It is that other side of it that I think it's like important to, to capture as well because that's where he has just got that experience from just being a worker for so long that he knows I can go out there with Jerry Lawler and I can have a Memphis match or a Butlins match or something yeah. like that to a global audience and still get it over with the crowd because we're both proper pros and we know what to do. And all right, it's it's a different sort of opponent. And it's a bit more camp and it's a bit more like comedy and spots and things like that. Um, but is equally as good at that as he is about you know working this working the other way. It's all about making the crowds engage in what you're doing, isn't it? And he can he can do the lot. That's why we've got a podcast dedicated to this him. This is mate. it, mate. I love it. <laughs> but you know, and then we're nearly there talking about the uh, the, the Survivor Series map. But the month before is in your house four, isn't it? It's Davy Boy Smith versus Diesel, and obviously Brett's going up against the winner. Brett's on commentary for this one, and I always remember, even as a kid, like that that spot where. Bulldog clotheslines Diesel over the top rope, and it's as if like he's getting his balance, or he's getting it, and then he just ends up shoving breath, doesn't he, Diesel? Yeah. And I just love that. I always it sticks out to me that, and it's just little seed sown for like you know for for the month later. But yeah, like any other thoughts before we we dive into the match? Ah, oh, well, I mean, it's like with that, I think they did um, they did interviews earlier on in this show, like yes. on, on the Survivor Series, series show where they, they just do a little backstage where they're, they're both building up for it. And just that bulldog element, is it's like a world title match at Survivor Series. They're both going for the belt and they're both talking them interviews about like, you know, Who's going to be the one to get the shot at the bulldog next month? <laughs> I don't think I, I, the I bulldog's know. waiting in the way because he because he didn't beat Nash, did he? But it was a DQ because Brett gets involved. So the yeah. bulldog was always plugged in. Like wasn't he on even on the Sean stuff in '96? He was always just flew in there, bulldog. <laughs> but it, it almost like makes it feel like getting a match against the bulldogs bigger than winning the belt here or something like that. Like because they're, they're both talking both talking about that. But I mean, they set it up perfectly with those interviews. Like you know, Brett's talking about like. It feels a bit like Wayne Gretzky, you know, he wants to <laughs> find out if he's still the best there is today sort of thing, you know, like, again, even he's not dead old, but because of the whole new generation thing, it's almost like even at this stage and, you know, in this in this year, 
Brett's almost got that chip on his shoulder about being like, oh, I'm not, yeah. I'm not the new guy kind of thing anymore and stuff like that. So that's still there, but he's talking about Diesel not having the technical ability. And then in his interview, Diesel's talking about, you know, I might not be able to go 20 minutes, but, you know, I'm going to finish it early with the power and stuff like that. So, the, like, it's, it's wrestling promo, like, ABC, isn't it, basically yeah. kind of thing. But, again... It's amazing how many lads don't do that kind of thing. So that he, they're telling the story before they even they've even touched each other in the in, in the ring for this this particular match there. So it's just uh, just setting that all all, all up. But I uh, love those bulldog references. <laughs> yes, and we're here we're here for Brett the Hitman Hart versus Diesel in a no holds barred match for the WWF Championship at Survivor Series 1995, November the 19th, 1995 to be exact, from the US Air Arena in Landover, Maryland, Gareth. So <laughs> there's one for you. Well, yeah, a good, wrestle, a good wrestling town, that. You good only hear wrestling of, town. You only hear of Landover, Maryland when it's <laughs> wrestling. <laughs> Proper. Right. And once again, Gareth, as only you can do, you take it away, mate. Well, um, yeah, we've uh, we've got Brett uh, coming to the ring as the uh, as the challenger here, looking absolutely fantastic in full pink. I Love always it. like always yeah. look Brett in when it when he's in full pink. You know, the the, the pink bottoms as well as the uh, the pink top always always looks good there. And then Diesel coming coming down the aisle as the uh, as the champion with the. Uh, the old diesel bluesy theme, like, like when we were doing that theme music show, show that was one that I always think oh, I should have referenced that because I proper love that as a tune. Like it's a, it's, it's it's original a, one stunk though, didn't it? Just oh, like the yeah. engines going. So you, keep, in the engine. you keep the intro with the engine, then it kicks into diesel blues. What it's called on the WF anthology, yeah, all time with that one. Oh, but like like it, it just. I just love that theme. It just suits Nash down to the ground with like the pace that he walks to the ring. Lee, like but yeah, well. yeah. Just, just really like in, in fitting. So you've got the two lads coming here to the ring looking cool as fuck and looking, you know, like a definite main event that we've got on the uh, on the cards. And um, um, Ross, uh, Jim Ross on commentary, you know, highlights that in the previous two matches, Brett had worked Diesel's legs. Um, so again, he's, he's he's pointing that out and he's telling that story to the uh, to to the TV audiences as well. There, so just getting that point across for a, a bit of recall purposes. And um, we've got that great thing where um, it's shown in countless um, it's shown in countless. Uh, packages uh, over the years as well where Brett looks down at the ring sorry looks down at the belt and then he turns and he looks at the camera and he does sort of like the double eyebrow race every time I had to rewind that a couple of times just to see uh, Brett do his little uh, you know why he's loving it because he knows he's going over that's why yeah yeah but then um so yeah we've got this uh We've got the two uh, facing off uh, in the ring. Diesel immediately like walks to the uh, turnbuckle at the side and removes one of the turnbuckles. So he's immediately setting the stall out here. This is no old bad, you know. With you know anything goes here. We're not playing by the rules. And Brett turns and goes to the other corner and removes one as well, just to say like, all right, yeah. If you're uh, if you're bringing it, I'm bringing it too. So uh, you know, just immediately just sort of setting the uh, setting the scene there that there's um there's going to be a bit more in this one and then you just have that good period it's probably only about like a 10 seconds but they just sort of stood and just sort of like eyeing each other up and down and again it's just really just sort of while the first match had Sean you know jump start in the match that we've talked about today in this particular one we've got you know we've got the two eyeing each other up there so it's a much more sort of slow start and from 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 that uh, point of view um we've then got you know the match starting as brett immediately drives diesel to the corner and it's almost sort of like amateur wrestling sort of like a slightly lower sort of almost takedown drive sort of attempt into the into the corner and you know he's going for the leg which again they've, they've told that story in previous matches brett's going to take his leg out ross has mentioned it on commentary uh, uh, as well but here we have as diesel mentioned in his interview immediately exerting his power and he just you know knees brett repeatedly pummels into the corner knocks brett out of the ring um so again you've got that power advantage this time that diesel's uh demonstrating there you know on the outside you know lifts brett up drops him um, chest first on the guardrail He's got Brett on the floor. He's put his boot in Brett's face and he's sort of grinding Brett's neck into the guardrail with his boot against it. You know, so just just really just like 
exerting that size and that power and Brett's gone for the leg early but he's just on this occasion like Diesel's like no I'm, I know what your game is I'm not having that kind of thing I'm coming for it and I'm going to use my skill set to my advantage and my size and my power and you know you've basically just got this the start of the match where it feels you know it's it's very slow sort of thing but not but not slow in a bad way where You've just got Diesel on top and dominating Brett and just walking around and slowly, just methodically, just stalking him almost, you know, just uh, as, as, as he does um, thing after uh, different uh, different things to him. You know, you've you've got Brett trying to fight uh, fight back, but, you know, Diesel just, just too much on top. You know, he's lashes Brett into the steps on the outside, you know, rams his back first into the ring post. Just a real, real dominant start here. And then, you know, watch if you're watching this cold for the first time, you're thinking, Oh, maybe this is going to be a quick finish. There is an early domination here. This is going what Diesel said it was going to be like. You know, he's, he fires him, you know, uh, he gives him a chair shot to the back. He fires him back first into the corner, clothesline into the floor. You know, and you've just got this very much this pattern of Diesel's hammering Brett's back, absolutely, you know, setting him up for the jackknife power bomb. You know, it's it's totally logical offense from the from the start it's you know it's where he should be should be uh, going for and then it that then he goes for it he goes for the jackknife and throughout that run we've seen diesel get big wins quick wins you know you say he won the belt in eight seconds with the jackknife and things yeah. like that so people are conditioned to this fact that if he hits that and he hits it early it's it's game over it's it, it, like job done so you know you would have people like biting on this but you get brett holding the leg to prevent yeah. the uh, jackknife which again not something that you you see sort of thing it's just a a, a different counter you know it's 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 not odd or ordinary for normally someone would be trying to sort of like back out of it or drop out of it but brett's holding the leg which means that um you know diesel diesel can it the the jackknife which um again it's just a nice way to kind of like break up uh break that up up early then Something that I love, and it's sort of a callback almost to the first episode that we um, recorded of Bretro. Brett biting Diesel to gain an advantage. Um, and on then... the arm, though, and yeah. on the head. I love that. It, it, yeah. You would, though, wouldn't you? If you're struggling and you're behind, you go for it and all's bad. I love that. Love it. I've, I've got this bigger man yeah. physically dominating me. You know, he's, they've said it on commentary. He's like 10 inches taller than me. Is this many pounds heavier than me, etc. You know, it's... He's in a scrap. He's in a fight. He's fighting for his life here. He wants the world title, you know, and he's, you know, he gets some strikes back and then he applies like a choke, not a sleeper, a choke kind of thing <laughs> yeah. as well. So again, it's the no DQ. And then he, uh, he rakes Diesel's eyes while he's, while he's got him in that, in, in that stance and choke as well. And again, that's something that we, we talked about on the last show. When it's all for the marbles, when it's a big time, when it's the world titles on the line, Bret Hart's a baby face, but Bret Hart will do anything to win and particularly yes. if it is in a scrap where somewhere he's got the opportunity to bend the rules or if somebody else is bending the rules on him he'll he'll give it back and he'll you know he will cheat or he will take things a bit further himself to to, to get it as uh to, to get the advantage as well because that's how important being the champion is is to him and i think again that's probably one of the things that like as a small detail made him a great baby face as well because he's not some Namby Pamby, shy, smile and wavy baby face, and just like never cheat and things that things like that. You could understand whenever he was doing things like this. Of course, he's doing that, you know. And we're behind him in doing that kind yeah. of thing because he's going to try and take the take the advantages that he can he can get. And that's what opens the door for him to to then attack the knee. And he starts working it with kicks and stomps. He applies the figure four, and um, you know Diesel gets to the ropes as he's had done in uh, had done in the previous matches there. But Brett doesn't stop there. He's dropping knees on Diesel's knees, stretching his hamstrings and things like that to just again really just just work that le- work that leg. And in the same way Diesel was working the back for the uh, power bomb, Brett's working this obviously because he wants to apply the sharpshooter and, and and submit him. Which again. While Diesel went for the jackknife quick, Brett's now had that window of opportunity with the leg. He's going for the sharpshooter quick as well to see if he can he can get the job done here as he's been working the the leg. But you know, Diesel rakes his eyes, kicks Brett off, fire, you know, fires him head first, back of head first into that exposed buckle where he'd t- taken the pad off earlier, sort of thing. So that's set up that they're done in the pre-match by removing the buckles. It then you know it, it then pays off in Diesel's ability to counter the. Uh, Count of the sharpshooter here. You've got, um, you know, you've got Brett sliding out of the ring and pulling Diesel down to the mat, and then um, 
smashing Diesel's knees into the corner post. Again, that's a callback to the previous match there in Royal Rumble where he'd had a lot of success with that. That was something that had enabled him to to get on top with, with those. He then um, uh, applies a grapevine to the knee and wearing that Royal Rumble match, Brett had t- taken the tape off his wrist and tied it around Diesel's leg around the post. In that match, Earl Hebner just quickly just tears the tape off and throws it away, which means that yeah. Diesel can, can escape. In this one, Brett's like, ah, I'm not using the tape again. I need someone a bit stronger that they can't just undo this time. So he gets like the microphone cord and he wraps yeah. it around diesels, uh, <laughs> around the um, around the the posts. You know, ties it in a good knot there as well. So the referee ain't snapping that in too, is he? Because it's a it's it's a it's a cable. You know, it's a sort of thing. So again, just that little link between the two. You know, matches that have gone before, which Best. I fucking love stuff like that. That's like. That's a, that's wrestling for me, sort of thing. Yeah. It's like, oh, I've learned from, Diesel's learned from this last time about Brett's going for the knee, so he's he's changed his approach at the start. Brett's learned, okay, that's something that would have been effective last time, but it didn't quite work because I used tape. Now I'm using a cable to do it yeah. this time. Just logical, great, great stuff, sort of thing. And you know, because it's a cable, Diesel can't escape, and you know, Brett's landing the forearm from him on the um, on, on the second row just leaves him a bit more exposed to attack. Before um, eventually, you know, Diesel does manage to um, kick him uh, kick him away, and you know, um, but you know, Brett Brett still manages to get some chair shots into the back and work his knee and things like that. Um, you know, you've got moving on. You've got Brett landing a backbreaker, and you know, he goes to the goes to the uh, top rope. Um, Bit uh, out of territory for Brett. It's normally that yeah. second turnbuckle. So uh, going to the uh, go to the top rope here, and uh, it's something that he gets caught with. You know, Diesel punches him and you know slams him from the from the top um, there. So you know, Brett's paid the price almost for chain thinking that because he was tied there, he could change his uh, change his style of a, a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so again, that 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 goes against him. You know, Diesel unties the cable, lands a side slam for a two count. Got to say, Gareth. Sorry to cut you off. That selling by Nash when he delivers that side slam, where he's hopping on one leg and still delivers one of the... He always had a great side slam, Nash. I love it. I've always loved that because he's in. he knows he's in there with Brett. He's got to be doing the selling. He's got to make this look good. And it's so fucking good. Oh, like definitely. And, and often, so often in a match like this, you might get somebody who gives you that good sell at that moment. And then they maybe forget about it kind of thing. Yeah. And it, it goes away. But... That's to Nash's credit in this one. Yeah. He never forgets that sell now from this point to the rest of the match because, you know, Brett's fucked his knee up good and yeah, properly yeah. now sort of thing. So, like, that's something there that he uh, that he, he, he does fantastically here, but, it, but he, he, he keeps with it. And um, this pin attempt, I think it's the first first pin attempt of the match as well, so it just shows how much of a fight, how much of a scrap it's it a has scrap. been. It's a rugged scrap. I've got that down. It's, it's uh, great. Um, you know, Brett... Um, it, Gets fired, you know, after this, chest first into the unprotected bu- buckle, you know, doing the, the chest buckle spot, but doing it to an unprotected buckle this time, just giving it that extra bit of oomph kind of thing. That just, uh, again, the, the physical nature of this uh, the, this match, um, you know, Diesel, um, another great sell for him in here is where he's got Brett sort of hung up on the second rope and Diesel does the spot where he sort of like, you know, he sort of like jumps, sort of thigh first onto the back of Brett's neck, but he, yeah. he does a good knee sell kind of thing. As he's it, not just and, running or like jogging, you know, he's yeah. doing it properly. Yeah. Ah. Oh, so so he can't. So he can't put the full thing behind it. And then again, coming back to the spots with the the uh, buckle, obviously the snake eyes is uh, um, one of Diesel's moves set at this point. You know, where, you know, lifting and putting them face first into the in, into the buckle. Now, because of the knee been fucked, because of the sell of the knee. He's got to do it to the nearest buckle, and the nearest buckle is the padded buckle, which again is just a perfect thing weaved into the ear that he still gets to it his big move or one of his big moves in his arsenal, but he doesn't hit it in a way that there's two of the buckles there that are exposed. If he hit it on one of those, it has to be game over. Brett can't kick out of that because then he to- he totally you know fucks one of Diesel's big big moves there if he's if he's kicking out of that so nicely worked in there that they're positioned for it to be at the corner where there's um there is a is a pad there because you know that gives a uh, that gives Brett the opportunity to to recover from um from 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 that point um you know um uh, but then you know Brett then forces Diesel head first into the exposed buckle but it's just a ram into the buckle so again it's just sort of like evened even things out here but what that does do is 
that opens a door for Brett where Brett smells blood and starts to put together the, the finishing repertoire that we all, all all know with with Brett. And I know this is one of Brett's things that he, he talks about where, you know, Pete, where there'd often be criticism with Brett about him using this sort of same sequence of moves towards the end of matches. And his argument would back would always be, well, no, that's the series of moves that I put together to win matches with. So why yeah. would I change that kind of thing? That's what, yeah. when I know my opponent's ripe to be beat, I do. That's what I do to get the win, kind of thing, and it yeah. works for me. That works for me. So, um, again, it's this is where you know he lands the running clothesline, where he you know he always throws his own legs forward as he hits ah. it, which, which again just single heart it, attack in it. That's what it yeah, is. Just just yeah. looks just 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 looks 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 fantastic. Lands a bulldog from the second for a near fall. Lands a side Russian for a near fall. Um, clotheslines him uh, and clotheslines him uh, over the top. You know, obviously, he's smelt blood, but he's is is not quite there. And this is where we then get another call back to the Royal Rumble match because in that Royal Rumble match, Brett sends Diesel to the outside and Brett lands the dive over the top to to Diesel on the aisle. This time, he clotheslines him over the top, and Diesel's learned again. He sees Brett coming and he moves, and Brett completely fucks himself and misses the uh, misses the dive completely. Um, you know, this is um, this is where you then get things working towards sort of like the big spot and the big fit, big finish here where you've got Brett going to climb back into the ring, but um, but Diesel comes and smashes him from the April apron. Brett goes flying all the way across to the Spanish announce table and 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 through that, which um, as you'll attest to, Matty, big in nineteen ninety five. This big mate, it started the trend we're seeing to this day in the WWE. Oh my god! I mean, how many pay per views since have done it? But this is like not just because it was the first, of course, but how realistic is it? Kind of that's what Brett says on on his shoot. He said, "I wanted to do it." <laughs> Obviously, he's putting someone down. What he says, he said, he, he says, "I've been watching Sabu just just jump through tables with the sake of it." He's great, he? when he's dead past that, <laughs> and he just said, "I wanted to structure that in where no one would see it coming, and it to be so realistic." And what a spot, Gareth. And as a trendsetter, you know, in, in, in WWE, I know Hogan had slammed Earthquake at one SummerSlam on top, and it, it was like one of them metal tables that didn't break. But to my knowledge, this is one of the first times, if not the first time, especially the announced table anyway, to what we all know to this day. Just unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely wild. And I think as well, like, you're thinking about um, it being... You know, we're talking about Isaac Yankum, we're talking about Doink and things like that as well, you yeah. know, as well as been in this year. So to have something like this, I remember this at the time and it just been like, oh, like fuck, oh, like how kind of thing. Like... You <laughs> <laughs> I was just like that all the time. I yeah. didn't oh, just do that. Such a such a um, massive uh, massive massive spot. And I think it's one that like Brett references in his book that he'd gone to Vince and because he'd seen the Sabu stuff and like he'd, he'd said to Vince, I like earlier in the year, six months earlier or something like that, I've got this idea for a spot. I want to do this like, you know, through the table. And Vince quickly wrote it in his big black book, he said. And then um, he says Vince came to him about five months later and was like, in that match, do this kind of thing. And like he presented it to Brett as if it was Vince's idea. And <laughs> Brett's like... <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I he's like, I don't know if he just forgot that it was me who told him it, or he thought like, oh, that was my idea that I yeah. had, or something like that in the book. But Vince would get away with that with most wrestlers, not with Brett, though. He remembers everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, classic, classic. But um, so after, yeah, you've got that spot where sort of Diesel looks at him like a bit like I think on the commentary they try and put it over a bit like there's a bit of sympathy for Brett, but kind of thing. But but um, I don't know. There's almost that feeling to me of a bit of like because Brett's sort of starting to sort of move and get up a bit. There's that almost little bit of diesel as well. It's a bit like, like fucking hell, like he's, like, yeah, he's he up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. again, because of how big that spot was at the, at the time and, you know, diesel rolls him back into the ring and um, limps back into the ring himself. Yeah. Again, just keeping that knee going kind of thing, thinking about that. Um Diesel gives the big jackknife signal with the, uh, the fist up to the uh, fist up to the crowd puts Brett into position, but Brett sort of drops and slumps face first and into into the floor. Like, you know, he's is is so defeated kind of thing that he can't even like be held in that in in that position. He's just a dead weight kind of thing into yeah. the floor. So Diesel slowly picks him up again. Brett hits him with the inside cradle. One, two, three, and we've got a, a new WWF champion for the third time, Brett the Hitman Hart. Oh, what a match, Matty. Love this oh. one. 24 minutes, 54 seconds, so six seconds shy of 25 minutes, this one, Gareth. And yeah, like you said, but even just before we go into the match again, Diesel's pissed at the end. 
I love it though. None of this straight away. He sits up, motherfucker, isn't it? <laughs> he yeah. obviously bleeps out, gets up, destroys Hebner, just launches him, and two of the best jackknives I always loved because they were like to the side. It weren't like perfect. He just basically yeah. lobbed them up and just threw him like a yeah. dart, basically. And I love Brett Sell where he's like, like you know, on his like. You can see the arch in his back when he's, it's just unbelievable stuff. Like, it really is. And that sets off a Nash's a tweener character until he leaves as well. But back to the match itself, Gareth. Yeah, one of me, to be fair, one of my favorites. Always, always had a lot of time for this. Uh, wax lyrical about the King of the Ring one. This is obviously the best one of the trilogy, like 100%. And it's just even the, because I always take little bits every time I see this, Gareth. Like, when I watched this for this uh, podcast, I didn't have because I when I used to watch it, I had a bit of the uh, Muhammad Ali rope dope where he's tiring him, he's making the he's not letting Diesel, but once Diesel takes advantage, it's like Diesel's on top for that first period being the big guy, he's gonna gas himself out, and then he does tire himself out because there's a point where Nash is even breathing heavy, kind of to the camera, and it plays into it, but I didn't see that. This time I watched it, that just shows you how good of a match this is, where you take so many different things every time you watch it. And it was, it was, it was the ruggedness of this one for me. Like I always knew it was it because it was Brett and Diesel, no old bad, but it was so like a scrap. It was like a proper street rugged street you'd see on the streets. But as Brett always says, that like his, his famous line is, you know, I see these guys doing this and that. But would you do it in a bar? <laughs> would you do it in the streets? <laughs> you wouldn't believe him tying him up in the street, though, because it, it makes it so sure. like realistic, if that makes sense. Like, it's such a good match, mate. It really is. And that's it. Just things like that as well. They're not just like, it's not just tying somebody up for tying them up's sake kind of thing. There's logic it's to it. it. This bigger, taller guy, he's tried to do it in the past in one way yeah. and like it didn't work. So now it doesn't. Of course, if you've got someone who's seven feet tall kind of thing, if he's lying on his, his back on the floor, is is anyone's game, isn't it? Like anyone yeah. can beat somebody when they're fucking stuck on the on on the back on the floor. Like so, that's yeah. you know that's something that um, you know just 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 makes makes sense. And as I don't know, maybe it's just my own like sensibilities in in wrestling and stuff like that. Typically, my favourite matches are always like this, where it does feel like a scrap. It does yeah. feel like a real fight. You know, it is it, it it is something where you could think like you know it's that 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 could be something that you know. You know, really happened to eighty percent degree kind of thing. You suspend disbelief in a in a lot of a lot of areas, and I think it always a uh, it all it always works works better when it's it's like that. But obviously, you've got Nash once he's done them power bombs, picking up the belt and just dropping it on Brett. And uh, yeah. Brett in, in his book, Brett says um, uh, Nash glared down at him and says, "Don't forget who did you the fucking favor." He says, uh, "He says and this is the this is this is the same guy who two years earlier did nothing but suck up to me." Yeah. <laughs> well, Nash is probably thinking. To be fair, again, you didn't do the favor for me at Royal Rumble. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> Nash and all that though, only like he has. You know, I love exactly. it. It's part of why we love wrestling, you know, and we, we we know everything like that. It's just great stuff. And but Nash Nash always says as well, doesn't he, Gareth? That this I've even quoted it's the best match he's ever had. But it's always in his top three matches when he gets asked these questions on no matter what interview you hear. He credits it comes out first. This and the No Old's Bad with Shawn Michaels at a Good Friends Better Enemies. They're the two he references straight away. So you know in how much high regard he um, he loves this match, like. Yeah, definitely. And you can you can see why. I mean, you know, it's you you know, you're literally going back like a couple of decades, you know. Um, more um, and, 30 uh, years and two years garbage match <laughs> fuck me insane, insane. <laughs> but but it's like you know it's a, it's a, it's four stars for me this you easy. know like, easy, easy 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 four star match you, you, you know and again it's a, it's one of those that I'd be saying if, if you've if you've not seen make yeah I'm sure gonna say exactly it. the same make you've sure, never make seen sure this go out your way to watch it if you're a Brett guy and you somehow haven't seen this just Make it a party or your weekend coming up whenever that you know whenever you listen to this podcast, just just go and put it on. And as I said, as we said before, try and do the trilogy as well if you've got time because you see the progression in each match with, with these two. Always got a lot of time for, for the chemistry between these two Gareth. And yeah, I forgot to mention as well, 14,500 in attendance. I didn't get that in. I just had to get that one in there, Gareth, for this one. So big match too, didn't it? 
I did, you know, but put, put a put big Kevin there against a decent <laughs> opponent, and the, there you go. You might have might have had some better numbers out of his yeah. uh, well title well year if it, uh, had, had a bit more of a proper feud uh, feud running into it. But um, yeah, no, it's a it's a quite yeah quality quality match, one that uh, ev- everyone should uh, everyone should see. And and again, I think it just um, it just lends itself to from a match structure standpoint, you know. A different one there, as I've referenced previously in 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 Brett's uh, Brett's repertoire. You know, as you you're comparing it to his matches with with, with other opponents and uh, and things like that. This is ones where he did have to show that vulnerability vulnerability at the start. It is one where he had to kind of like cheat against all odds and things like that to get back on top. But when once he did, he was able to try and like execute his game uh, plan. But then you see Brett. Sergeant Hart, the man with his uh, thinking and um, you know building <laughs> things in, like the callbacks to the uh, to the Royal Rumble matches, like even stuff like the inside cradle and the faked it. The, you know, in the Royal Rumble match, he faked an injury to hit the inside cradle yeah. and nearly got the win in that match as, as well. So there's, there's those small callbacks, as well as being aware of where the wrestling world is at that point and you know wanting to build in that table spot and things like that because yeah. he knew the impact that it would have. And you know, I think often the click can take a bit of a credit for trying to uh, kick the WWF on to what was happening in the uh, in the world in the modern world at that time and Breck can sometimes be described as been a bit um bit uh, old school and trying to hold some things back in certain ways. basically but, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah but yeah uh, he's the uh, he's, he's the one he's the one bringing these ladder matches to the table he's the one thinking yeah. about these uh, big table spots and things that you can that you can build in because it's uh, at the end of the day it's all you know old stuff that was uh, happening in Stampede and the likes back in the day, you know, anyway, where they were approaching things like it was a real scrap and things like, exactly. things like that as well. So um, it all uh, ties itself nicely, nicely in a bow. No, great stuff, Gareth. Well, we've covered the two matches uh, this episode. So is there anything else to say? No, Matty, I think that's a uh, that's another episode. Excellently executed. True words have never been spoken. Goodbye, everybody. See ya. <laughs>